0: The third factor of right effort is the development of wholesome mental states. This is the beautiful, and these are the instructions for the proper direction of effort and energy. One has to stir up energy, cultivate it, bring it into effect. It doesn't just happen. And again, I want to emphasize that The practice of Buddhism is not mere observation. It's very easy to get this misunderstood. The practice of Buddhism is cultivation and a very deliberate awareness and a lot of choices being made. So we're bringing up the wholesome mental states and primarily you can summarize them as this list called the seven factors of awakening. The seven factors are the process towards enlightenment, and they also are the states of mind of the enlightened person. You could consider it as rafters holding up a roof. The rafters hold up a roof, but at the same time, they are the roof. They serve a function, uh, two functions. One is to support and also to embody. So when we develop these seven factors they will be part of the path and the process towards our awakening and awakening is just another word for well-being and happiness and they will also form the contents of the mind unbroken throughout one's life if one attains enlightenment they do not recede so these are the seven factors and uh These are, begin with mindfulness. We cannot do anything without mindfulness. Our attention span is everything. And we have to direct our minds to uh, the mindfulness is a sentry and the gatekeeper. That means that the sentry does not let everybody into the walled city. They have very specific instructions. They are to exclude anything that distorts reality. They are to exclude all of the five hindrances which we discussed in the previous talks on right effort. And they welcome in two factors. One is samatha or serenity, or we could also call it concentration, and vipassana, clarity of sight, clarity of insight. These are the two that mindfulness welcomes in, and they form an accurate report of reality. So mindfulness is the first factor to be developed. As we do this, we use mindfulness then to investigate. So the second factor is the investigation of Dhamma. Dhamma in this case means not just the teachings of the Buddha, but it means reality. Another synonym for dhamma is things, everything. It investigates, mindfulness helps investigate reality as it is. Now we have very distorted ideas of reality and that's why we're shocked, confused by it. If we understood reality as it is, we would not be shocked and uh, dismayed in uh, existence. The third factor is when you have mindfulness and investigation, energy is brought up. Now sometimes you have to raise the energy, but sometimes the natural production of mindfulness and investigation is the increase of energy because things are interesting. You're paying attention, you're interested, and that produces energy. When you have energy, mindfulness, and investigation going on, the next thing that will arise, quite naturally, is joy. This is what we, when we're involved like this, it's enjoyable. We will feel the joy throughout our entire body and mind. And this is one of the factors of a right attitude towards existence itself. Existence is extraordinarily interesting. and However, it's not interesting in itself. You are the one that's interested. Reality does not provide interest. You provide it. Reality is nothing in itself. It's not conscious. You are conscious, and you are interested. And when you are, everything's interesting. And you feel saturated with joy, the joy of curiosity, of inquiry, of attention, of clarity, these things all mount up. Now, once this energy and joy have been processing for a while, something happens. A certain tranquility comes over you. You've been now involved in it and a serenity comes over you. This is the movement towards deeper concentration. This serenity is very beautiful. It doesn't mean that you're losing energy. Energy is there. It's less rapturous, but, and it has a, a flavor of serenity to it, tranquility to it. So that tranquility brings you to the edge of something, the eighth factor of the Eightfold Path, and that is Samadhi. Sam, samadhi is deep absorption Stillness and extraordinary suffusion of well being and happiness, both in the mind, the mental aspect, and in the physical aspect. It cannot be approached by the normal person. It's not a normal condition of mind. You're going to have to become above normal in your attention, your investigation, in your energy, in your joy, in your tranquility has got to raise itself to the point where it enters into true and profound stillness. Now this stillness is exquisite and super normal but that is a factor of the enlightened mind and it contributes to your progress towards that so that you have command of this and you don't regress. The final factor if all of these things are successfully cultivated and are interacting together, is a factor called upeka, which we would translate as equanimity or beautiful and perfect balance. It's the kind of on-looking witness to things, a detached witness, but not an uncaring witness, one who's not uh, disturbed by anything has perfect sense of composure and balance. And this is the infusion of two aspects. One is just concentration. Concentration in itself, when one is deeply absorbed in things, one becomes exquisitely balanced and still. And this is a very beautiful and refined type of pleasure. It is also the nature of just wisdom. One can be active and investigative in the world, seeing things as they are and in motion and at the same time exquisitely balanced. And this is wisdom-based equanimity and the other one is concentration-based equanimity. So you'll see that the person who has these qualities can function perfectly in activity and also, also prefers... To spend time in solitude. So this is one of the aspects of the cultivation of the and development of these wholesome mental states. Solitude is required. You cannot be continuously interacting socially with other people and get some work done. You need to withdraw and look at the activities of the mind and direct them and redirect them again and again. So solitude, seclusion, And education. You need to understand what this Dhamma is about in order to know what to practice and how to practice. So this is extremely important that you understand. This requires withdrawal from the sensory world to cultivate these things, as any, any deep study does. You've all been to school for years and years. You know that you have to sit alone in a study room and concentrate sometimes. And you need to know how to do this and and when to do this. So this is a form of study, but it's more observational, not just intellectual ideas. So this is the third factor of right effort. And it's very, very beautiful. We would call it cultivation. It's the part of the gardening where you plant your flowers and your fruit. And if you keep doing this and nurturing it, you will receive the abundance of this.